Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So, Tim, we talked about the defense for the Ravens, but let's talk about the offense. We know that this offense has struggled in recent weeks. And it's funny because, you know, I looked up the numbers and somehow, some way, the Ravens are still top 10 in scoring Crazy. offense. It doesn't feel like it particularly when you watch that Jaguars game last week and how many times that they were in the red zone and how many times that they didn't score touchdowns. Uh, but somehow, some way, I don't know if that says a lot about the NFL season or about the Baltimore Ravens, but they are still in the top 10 in scoring. So here we are against a Denver Broncos defense that, statistically is really good my concern with the Broncos defense is that have they given up on this football team and like you mentioned in the last segment we saw the defensive linemen you know have words um, for Russell Wilson his frustrations boiled over Um, I don't know if we mentioned this but let's mention it anyway Russell Wilson just had a birthday party that Sierra and his wife gave him and allegedly only half the team came and I don't really feel no type of way about that Because people will be having stuff to do. People got lives. They got kids, you know, wives. I I feel like this is a a stretch. It's piling on. But, but, right, it's following it on, but apparently, you know, some of Denver media has made a big deal about this, that only half the team came. I do feel like that this defense is extremely frustrated. Patrick Sertan is a guy that I feel is one of the best cornerbacks right now in the National Football League, so that bodes as an issue for what the Ravens are doing right now. We all know that they struggle um, from a skilled player position outside of Mark Andrews. They, you know, look, Deshaun Jackson, a 35-year-old man uh, who has hamstring issues, had to be the guy to be the driving force of a long pass in the Jaguars game. To me, I don't feel good about that. People love jackpot. That's fine. I, I just don't like seeing the old dude in the club be the one that has to, you know, come and, and make a play for the offense uh, for the Ravens. So I, you know, look, the one good thing too is that they traded Bradley Chubb obviously to Miami. So that's an issue from an, a defensive interior line. I really like their linebacking core. 
Um, I, I don't know if Browning is is 100%, but he's like one of my favorite players, guy from Ohio State. So they have players. We know that they do. Um, we know the Ravens struggle, particularly in the red zone. They've been struggling. However, I feel like that the psyche of the Denver Broncos defense is broken. And I think that that says a lot about how this team comes into M&T Bank Stadium on Sunday and plays a football game. By the way, it's a one o'clock game. And remember, they play on Mountain Time. So that's technically an 11 o'clock game for them, by the way. I think this is a situation where when you play a poor team like this, when you play a team in disarray, if the Ravens offense starts fast, you get up by double digits. I think it gets to a point, like you were saying, Rita, where they're like, all right, screw this. Like (laughs) we're ready to go home. It's cold out here. But if it's close, they're going to turn it up. And Denver, I said it was a get-right game for the Ravens' defense. I mean, this is going to be a challenge, assuming they're in it for four quarters. And I was digging up the numbers for the red zone. And since week four, the first three weeks, they had 80% red zone efficiency. Since then, 42.2%. The only team they're better than in that span, the Broncos. So that is a serious, serious issue. And you were just bringing up Deshaun Jackson and kind of lamenting the fact that he had to be the guy to save that drive. Yeah. That's where they're at. I mean, this is one of, if not the worst receiving cores in football. <laughs> and and it, it, it it's a whole thing, right? Like, Lamar hasn't been great, you know? Yeah. Yeah. In that three-week stretch where they were great in the red zone, he was the best quarterback against the Blitz. Now he's 27th. He's one of the worst quarterbacks in deep throws. And and it, But it's not all him because no. it, gets, it gets back to what is he working with? And and the frustration's boiling over with him. I mean, that yep. post-game presser, that was the most agitated, frustrated Lamar Jackson I have ever seen in a post-game presser. And there's a lot of factors to it and I don't want to stray the podcast too far away, but it's only natural. He's 25 years old. He feels like he's got to do it all by himself. And Oh, by the way, he's that contract, contract situation here. looms. Absolutely. Yes, that's what I'm saying. And, and where the Broncos, if you're looking for a deficiency and, and by the way, the Ravens poor red zone and they have the best red zone defense. So that's definitely going to be something to keep an eye on. The Broncos aren't great against the run. They're uh, 19th in rushing yards allowed per game. And even deeper, they're 19th in yards per rush. So there's a possibility there that they can lean on that. I know Gus Edwards had the big fumble late in the Jaguars game. But if they can get Gus going, I think that would be huge for this passing offense that's been completely out of sync. Uh, my my question was, where was Gus in one of those red zone sequences where he just was uh, a non, non-existent? Why are we getting away from what is best for this football team? It makes no sense to me. I'll go a step fur- further, Rita. Why is Gus Edwards not getting that fourth down and fourth and one? Where How Lamar's about got it? That, Lamar's got that funky quarterback sneak Let's going lateral. It. Let's talk about it. I yeah. mean, Gus Edwards is, is Automatic in those one of situations. the best guys that can uh he 
it doesn't matter. At the point of contact, he's still going to get two, maybe three yards, sometimes four yards. One, you, you didn't even need a whole yard. Wasn't even a full yard. And for whatever reason, you decided to do a quarterback sneak with Lamar Jackson opposed to having Gus Edwards be just the guy that just powers his way into getting the first down. Makes no sense to me. Oh, and, and by the way, it took pretty much all of the time clock for you to come up with that play call. Well, that that's another thing where <laughs> we can get into that, Rita. Like that's a, right. It's so many things, right? Last week. Now it's week 13. Why the hell do they continue to have so many instances throughout a game where you're breaking the huddle with under 10 seconds to go? I remember being out there week one after week one against the Jets where they had a ton of difficulties there. And I asked Lamar about it. He made a joke saying, yeah, it seemed like we only had a 15 second play clock instead of 25. And you give them a pass for week one, right? Like, okay, you're working out the kinks. They didn't play it all during the preseason. It was a road game, all that. Sure. It's week 13. Mm-hmm. That can't happen. And that's not all on Lamar. That's Greg Roman. That's Lamar. That's Tyler Linderbaum. I mean, how many times have we, you know, clap, 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 hey, get the snap, get the snap. So it's like, it's all three of them. And and it's December. <laughs> like, that can't happen. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Greg Roman was asked about this in a presser uh, on Thursday, and he mentioned um, that he likes the play clock to be wound down because it takes time. It takes overall time. It takes about he thinks it takes about four minutes off the clock. It helps their time of possession. Basically, is what he tried to say in a nutshell. I'm pushing back on that. Because why are you not giving your quarterback enough time for him to scan the defense and say, I don't like this look from the call that you gave me. I need to call an audible and call something else. And that's the problem that I have with his explanation. I'll go a step further. I played that cut yesterday. And what he's saying on principle Yes, this is a yeah. team that wants to dominate time of possession and and it helps their defense out too. It's it's the back to 2019 method. But I'm not saying Greg Roman's a liar, but I'm not saying he's a truther either because <laughs> he was saying he was saying that oh yeah, we get to play in, you know, 22 seconds Lamar gets BS That is not happening. The communication cuts off at 15 seconds. And like you said, Rita, when they get to the line with four or five seconds to go, Lamar has no time to survey the field. He has no time to audible. And then when they're snapping the ball with one, two seconds left, guess what? That defense can pin their ears back and go because they know that the play clock's about to expire. Yep. And my my biggest issue is that what we – so I also have an issue with um, all the personnel changes. And I look, there's so much that we could talk about with this offense that we probably both had issues with. But I say that because 
when they start running up tempo, when they start running, you know, no huddles, you see effectiveness because they're not changing the personnel because they're running up tempo. They're running no huddle. I'm trying to understand number one, why you don't, why does it take the third quarter when you're struggling offensively to do something like that? When your offense needs a spark, why are you taking so long to do that? And two, why do you need so many personnel changes when you don't have the best personnel to begin with? <laughs> I'm trying to understand what exactly is it that you're doing over there, Greg Roman? It, it really is baffling at times. And I, the first thing that came to my mind is go back to the Tampa game. Why are you throwing yeah. it 30 times in a half? Thank you. That Thank should never you. happen. It should never happen. And then in the second half, it was eight pass attempts. Lamar was eight for eight. And it just seemed like, okay, it's back to 2019. It's back to 2018. And then, it, you know, they do it against the Saints and, and the Panthers to it. It, it, it. But now it's like I I thought they found their identity there. And now I'm like, I don't know if they have. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. They don't have an identity. They're never going to have one. You know, I, I always go back to the point that Lamar tried to tell us um, in the first month that this is not the same old Ravens. Oh, yeah, yes, yeah. it is. Oh, it's absolutely the same old yeah. Ravens. And you don't have the players to make it not to be anything other than the same old Ravens. That's be, let's be clear on that. I don't have an issue with you being who you are. Yeah, I have an issue with you pretending to be somebody else. And that's the problem that I have with this football team. I also have a problem with the fact that the guys that you do have that are healthy, you're not utilizing them consistently to help you win football games. So uh, do I think that the Ravens will be better this week? Maybe. Um, the Broncos, I, I, I already mentioned earlier, I feel like that they are psychologically broken. And I think that that works in the favor of the Ravens. I also think that the time factor, which I also mentioned works in the favor of the Ravens. We saw what the, the Panthers did. Um, same thing. They played East coast one o'clock time. Now they got to go back to the East coast to play another one o'clock game. So you feel like you, that can potentially work in their favor. The Ravens just have to be smart enough to execute and make the certain the right play calls to make sure that this Broncos defense soul is broken. I don't know if they can do that because and not because that they can't, Tim. It's literally because I just feel like sometimes they don't want to. So I know. Yeah, no, I know I know exactly what you're saying. I know we're gonna give our score predictions on the other side. Yes. I just think this is going to be an ugly football game. Like I am not expecting this offense to break out of their funk. I think it's going to be more of the same, but you mentioned the Panthers game where, where it almost seemed to me watching it, you know, they win 13 to three, the offense just didn't seem aggressive. They didn't go for it on fourth down at all that game. That rarely happens in the Lamar Jackson era. And it seemed like they were content. I think that's what they're going to do on Sunday because it, like that Panthers game, I think you can win it with your defense. Like as long as your offense doesn't bleep it up, I think you have a very good shot at winning. And I think that that's a bad idea because your offense is struggling right now. And I think that you need to, 
put the foot on the gas. Oh, no, no. They absolutely need to. I'm just saying that that's what I foresee. Oh, I, I agree like, with you 100%. Yeah, they are yeah. going to try to play it coy, and I don't yeah. like it one bit. You need to find a way to get this offense into a rhythm because we are now on the other half of the season. We don't have much time left, and you it's are December. in a fight. It's December, and you're tied in first place with the Cincinnati Bengals, who right now, without Jamar Chase, are playing at a high level. You need to find a way to start making statements. And I know that that's hard to do with the personnel that you have, but playing conservative is not going. It's not it. I'm sorry, it's not. And that's how I feel about that. So we'll find out on Sunday <laughs> what they're going to do.